Bobby T and take a seat, cause we got something to say. We bring you that news when it happens, same day. All of it be accurate, cause we give it to them straight. And the real T with double D don't spread nothing fake. Wanna hear news about politics? Then go on here, subscribe. Like the channel 12, we bring it to them live. We updates by Trump trial and how he facing time. We gon' let you know the real about the news and crimes. Speak on all topics and we make it interesting. Post them on the channel, now they wanna call us messy. When celeb news exposed, we be on it in a second. Black and red while I'm black, we accurate, not guessing. Welcome to the real T with Double D. 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 Hey players, welcome to a brand new episode of the Real T with Double D. Of course, I'm your girl Double D, and we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Tickety Talk. Where we were live on Tickety Talk until they just kicked us off, and it says TikTok is being updated. So they all just got kicked out. I hope they come over here to YouTube or Facebook to see us live because my phone literally just kicked them out. But anyway, I'm so glad to see each and every one of you on this beautiful Wednesday night. Of course, I'm sorry I am late. I'm surprised Andrea is in the building. I know it's way past her bedtime. <laughs> but uh, she is here in the building. I see her. Thank you so much, Andrea, for sending out those invites one more again. I am so sorry I'm late, y'all, but StreamYard was giving me heck, and now TikTok wants to give me heck, so my TikTok people can't see me here live, but that's okay. I hope that they go and download the podcast um, or listen, come over here to Facebook and enjoy with us or on YouTube. How y'all doing out there, man? We are one, what, it, we're a little, what, what, four days, four days away from Christmas? Child, are y'all ready? Because I know my black ass, I'm ready. <laughs> y'all thought I was going to say I wasn't ready, didn't you? <laughs> my ass is ready. Uh-huh. I got everything my uh, children wanted. So I am as happy as a flea on a dog's ass. I'm going to pack everything in my car tomorrow. I have to go to work for a few hours. So while I am at work, I'm going to wrap everything up and then um, load everything back in my car and put it back in the storage room. So I did really, really good. I see my regulars out there. We got Murtis. Hey, Miss Murtis, how you doing? We got uh, artists in the building. I ain't seen you in quite some time. Miss Kelly, got you in the building. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? I'm so glad to see y'all on this beautiful day. Now, we got some tea to talk about, so <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. Oh, Tickety Talk is back. I'm so excited because I get to get my TikTok people back. Let me get them back, y'all. Give me one second. Let me resume this live. Okay, we're going to get them back, and then we're going to get right into the first story. Okay. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all out there on Tickety Talk. I'm so sorry. Uh, Tickety Talk just went away talking about they were going to uh, update my system. So I hope y'all can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me and see me. I see myself. I can't hear myself, but I can see myself. So I hope that y'all can see me out there. Hey, 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 hey. Let me know. Let me know. Come on, y'all. Let me go. Hey, Lisa. Okay, that means that you guys can hear and see me. So we're going to get it. Everything pop a lock and we're going to start off with the skid mark. Baby, a human skid mark, uh, Giuliani. He's up shit creek without a pedal, ain't he? I'm going to go ahead and keep, keep it a stack with you, baby. He done slid down a razor blade and landed in an alcohol river. Y'all go ahead and grab your tea and house seat. Let's get into it.
All right, players. So it is time to run it up with human skid mark Giuliani. I declare, honey. What a disgrace, baby. Ruby Freeman and Shea Mouse. I know he's giving him gas, baby. And I know, and we, and Jenna Ryan, excuse me. Thanks for Jenna Ellis. We know exactly what human skid mark Giuliani sounds like when he the gets gassing. The answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Well, you probably know the truth. <laughs> that damn human skid mark, the fart master. I declare, honey, fart master flex. <laughs> So, as we know, honey, Ruby Freeman and Shamal stuck it to human skid mark Giuliani last week when they were awarded $148 million in damages against the skid mark. Baby, a lot of people are saying that they will never see a penny or a pinto of that money, but that doesn't mean that Ruby Freeman and Shamal is not going to try because they filed another lawsuit against human skid mark Giuliani yesterday seeking to uh, bar him from continuing to defame them. And also, they were wanting to expedite those payments. And baby, that judge came back lickety split and ruled in their favor. Oh, yes, 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 honey. It's true. This evening, the judge ordered human skid mark Giuliani to pay the $148 million immediately. <laughs> Oh, yes, 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 honey. It's true. A federal judge found that human skid mark Giuliani had a history of hiding his assets and that he must swiftly pay Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, the, uh, who, he found, who he was found to have defamed. Okay, so um, according to the 13-page ruling, the judge ordered human skid mark Giuliani to immediately pay the $148 million he owes to Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss for falsely accusing them of manipulating ballots after the 2020 election, citing concerns that he might conceal his assets if he were to be allowed to, if he were allowed to wait. The decision by Judge Howell was the latest legal defeat for human skid Mark Giuliani, who is facing an array of woes for his efforts three years ago to keep frumpy to the motherfucking dump in office. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So on Monday, a few days after the jury awarded, um, imposed the damages and awarded that $148 million, like I told you, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss asked the judge to waive the standard 30-day waiting period and force human skid mark Giuliani to pay them um, as soon as possible. In their request to Judge Howe, uh, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss said that human skid mark Giuliani already failed to obey the other court order in the case related to money that he owed them. As I told y'all before, honey, human skid mark Giuliani already owes Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss's attorneys $90,000 in fees. That was ordered months ago. He was supposed to pay. Well, apparently, honey, he didn't pay. And instead of Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss uh, using it to their advantage at that time and filing for human skid mark to be held in contempt, they said, no, 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 honey. They got some smart attorneys. They not like uh, the Cracker Jack Box legal team. They waited. And once they were awarded the damages, they actually used the fact that human skid mark Giuliani didn't pay that $90,000 against him bigly. I declare, honey, I love it here.
So in the 13-page order, Judge Howell agreed with virtually everything that Ms. Freeman and Ms. Moss said about human Skidmark Giuliani, um, who admitted that he lied about the women in advance to his trial this month to determine the damages in federal court. Um, the the uh, uh, Ms. Freeman said in the filing that human Skidmark Giuliani messed them up and um and 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 that uh it was wrong what he did and baby it was time for him to pay the piper so uh the judge said that Giuliani feebly free feebly uh counters concerns about him having assets stating that there is no evidence in record of him of any attempt by him to dis, uh, dissipate his assets. This statement simply ignores the ample record in the case of Giuliani's effort to conceal or hide his assets. While uh, Mr. Giuliani could still appeal the damages awarded by the jury, Judge Howe pointed out that the sum the jurors came up with is actually conservative. As a part of his appeal, he could ask to stay for immediate ask for a stay for immediate payment, though Judge Howe noted that he would still have to post a, uh, a surety bond to show them that he, he was good for at least some portion of the money that he owes. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So baby humans, uh, uh, Ruben Freeman and Shea Moss are definitely quick on their feet with this one. Like I said, they used Ruby, uh, uh, human skid Mark Giuliani's own crap against him, honey. He didn't want to pay that $90,000. He didn't pay it. They didn't scurry on over to the court and say, oh, we're going to use this against him. We're going to go ahead and do this and that and third. No, they said, we're going to sit on it and we're going to use it on him later. So they did that. And that was part of the reason why the judge came back and said, hey, uh, human skin mark Giuliani, you got to pay that money immediately. And even if you were to get a stay in the case, you still got to put up a bond showing that you can pay the money if you were to get a stay. So this is going to be very interesting for the skid mark. As we all know, honey, he's, uh, uh, he's facing a criminal trial in Georgia where uh, he's got attorneys. I think that uh, one of them quit because he wasn't getting paid. Uh, he has the uh, defamation lawsuit with Dominion and uh, uh, Smartmatic. He has the, uh, his law license is suspended. He has the, uh, the uh, case with his, with his, um, with his former employee where she's accusing him of, of some actual things. You know what I'm saying? Talking about her titties and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Saying them titties belong to him. <laughs> I don't forget it, dude. I almost peed my pants when I read that. And then also he has the um he he uh he has the Dominion, the oh, and he's got that documentary that's suing him for uh this, I guess it's three hundred thousand dollars, and then he got his ex-wife talking about shit. He bouncing writing hot checks to a honey that he owes her. Uh, that he owes her proceeds from the sale of a condo and all kind of stuff. Maybe human skid Mark Giuliani is going to have to be cremated and his ashes is going to be ha uh, going to have to be given to Ruby Freeman and Shea Miles because he ain't going to never, ever, ever, ever be able to backpedal and pussy pop out of this. No matter what, them women are going to get something. And I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack with you. I hope they get everything all right players y'all go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat honey because we moving on to frumpy to the motherfucking dump i know that's what a lot of you are here for to hear what i really think about what's going on in colorado and i'm gonna go ahead and keep it a stack with you i'm as happy as a flea on a dog's ass but i'm scared too y'all grab your tea and have a seat let's get into this next tea report 
Ha, frumpy, frumpy, frumpy. I declare, honey. What a disgrace. So the name of this episode is Disqualified. And the reason why it's called Disqualified, because Frumpy to the motherfucking dump has been officially qualified, disqualified from a ballot uh, in the state of Colorado. Now, we heard that breaking news last night. I made you guys a handy dandy video kind of summing up what was going on. So we're going to go ahead and get into uh, what happened. Then y'all know I got to run down, do the whole rundown. I'm going to tell you what happened. Uh, what it means, and also some of the reactions from the Republicans and Democrats and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to spend a little bit of time here, not too much, honey, because we're we not going to take too much. We're going to just take what we need. All right. So the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that Frumpy Dump is disqualified from the president from the ballot for his January 6th insurrection now so the colorado supreme court ruled yesterday that frumpy dump is disqualified from holding the presidency under the constitution insurrection clause and ordered the secretary of state to exclude his name from the state's republican presidential primary ballot now this was a 200 page ruling i'm gonna go ahead and keep it a stack with you i couldn't make it through all of it honey because <laughs> Baby, they, I'm going to tell you something. That Googler was really, really hot when I was trying to figure out some of them words, but I digress. <laughs> so the landmark decision from the divided Colorado Supreme Court said that uh, Frump and Dump can't hold a public office under the Civil War era provision in the unprecedented uh, ruling. It marks the first time a court has found him to be ineligible to return to the to the White House due to his conduct surrounding the January 6th insurrection. Now, um, it's very important to note that when that, um, that portion of the Constitution was implemented, it was implemented during the Civil War era, and it was basically because there was some presidents that was trying to remain in power and overthrow the government and all that kind of stuff. So they just decided we need to put something into the Constitution that if you are found to have participated in an insurrection or, uh, or rebellion against the government, um for your own selfish purposes then hey you can't hold public office ever again so that's why that was implemented uh, that portion of it which is uh the section three so the ruling does not apply outside of colorado the state's high court whose justices were all appointed by the democratic governors paused the decision until january 4th one day before the deadline for the Colorado Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, to certify the candidates for the state's uh, March 5th primary. Um, in the ruling, they said, we conclude that Frumpy to the motherfucking dump is disqualified from holding the office of president under Section 3. It would be a wrong, it would be a wrongful act under the election code for the secretary to list Frumpy Dump as a candidate on the presidential primary ballot. Um Therefore, the secretary may not list Frumpy Dump's name on the 2024 ballot, um, nor may she count any write-in votes that are cast for him. Um, lawsuits challenging Frumpy Dump's candidacy have been filed in more than 25 states ahead of this 2024 election. So Colorado's case is really... Uh, 
it, it's it's really going to be uh, going to set some precedent here. And it's actually uh, a lot is riding on this case. What when Frumpy Dump appeals, which I'm I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be in the next couple of days, uh, the Supreme Court is going to decide whether they take it up. Now, the Supreme Court could very well decide not to take it up. And if they do, then the, the, the ruling stands. So let's just talk about you know, what does this mean? What What is going on? So in my opinion, my humble opinion, and um, also, you know, I, I listen to Rachel Maddow, okay? So <laughs> um, in my opinion, so there are two part portions to this. So let's just talk about it really quick. So Colorado, somebody filed a lawsuit uh, in Colorado. It was actually six Republicans that filed a lawsuit to disqualify Frumpy Dump from the ballot. Now, the federal court came back and after they did the arguments, I believe they said it was about a week, they did the arguments and and uh, heard uh, testimony and all this kind of old stuff. This was private. It was not uh, public or anything like that. Um, this judge, the federal judge, actually found two things, okay? Number one, the first thing that she found was she absolutely guaranteed January 6th as an insurrection, which would mark the first time that we've seen in legal documents January 6th actually being referred to as an insurrection. I don't believe we've ever heard that before. Now, I could be wrong. There may be something, there may be in Washington where it was classified in court documents as, a, as an insurrection, but for the mo most part, I promise, I believe this is the first time that we've actually heard it, which if, if they have, if they call it in a court document, an insurrection, then going forward, that's what it is. And I, I believe that a lot of these uh, DC judges that are uh, working on these January 6 cases, those uh, the smaller cases and stuff like that. I believe that they have been purposely not calling it an insurrection for this this moment in time right here, where we have a judge that had to decide that. So that Colorado federal judge decided that it was an insurrection. She agreed with uh, the defend with the uh, with the six Republicans that filed this lawsuit. But what she did not agree, which a lot of legal scholars was like, "What the heck is this?" Did not agree that uh, that section three of the Constitution applied to Frumpy Dump because. Uh, he wasn't an office th that the president isn't a, a office of Congress or something like that. I could be getting the verbiage wrong. Um, it's like it's not an official Congress job or something that she said, which was like if the president is not an official Congress job. I mean, it didn't make any sense. Everybody was scratching their heads. But I believe that she was setting this up so it could actually go to the Colorado Supreme Court. That could be it. Or maybe she was scared to say that. So basically. Uh, Frumpy Dump won that portion of it because um, it was saying that he that he was uh, not covered under that section uh, under that section of the Constitution, but it it was an insurrection, so he lost that part. So Frumpy Dump actually appealed the insurrection portion, and then the uh, the the six Republicans that filed the lawsuit they appealed the portion where she said that. Frumpy Dump's job was an official job of Congress. So that's what brings it to the Colorado Supreme Court. So there was two things that the Colorado Supreme Court ruled on. They ruled on, number one, that they agreed that it was January 6th was definitely an insurrection. And then they also agreed, uh, they also came back and said and ruled that Frumpy Dump's job is definitely a congressional job. I could be getting the verbiage wrong, but y'all know what I mean when I'm saying this. So those was the two things. So those are the two things that the Supreme Court will have to find. They will have to, number one, 
classify January 6th as an insurrection because you can't use section three of the constitution and say, oh, he violated uh, he, he violated the con uh, the constitution by in engaging in, in an insurrection when you're not calling it an insurre insurrection, you calling it a riot or a gathering or uh, a fun day or whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever Trump had done, what he say? It was a fun day, nice day with a lot of loving people coming together. Is that what he said? So that will be the first part. And then the second part was to classify Frumpy Dub's job officially as a part of Congress, which is covered under that. So those are the two things that they will be looking at. Now, people have been asking me, do I think that the conservative Supreme Court is going to come back and say uh, rule with Colorado? I'm 50-50 on it. I mean, I don't think that, I mean, we've seen stranger things. I mean, they overturned Roe v. Wade. So I'm 50-50 on it. I'm just kind of staying in between because at the end of the day, if you look at January 6th and you don't think that that was an insurrection, then you're crazy. I mean, I just don't understand how it could be classified as anything other than an insurrection. It wasn't a riot. The things that Frumpy Dump did incited that. He told those people to march down there and do that. He violated laws when he did that. He encouraged, uh, tried to encourage Mike Pence to not certify, certify the election. Um, for Joe Biden. Um, he had all these Republicans that were going in to to uh, not cer cer uh, to challenge the electoral college votes. I mean, <coughs> there was all of the planning that went into this. They said, and I quote, that they just weren't going to leave office. That was what one of his members of his staff said. So this is going to be very interesting. Now, this is going to set precedent because if they rule in the favor of Colorado and say, hey, we agree with the Supreme Court, then that could set off a firestorm because we have 25 states that have filed these election challenges uh, based on Frumpy Dump engaging in, a, in, in, in an incitement of an insurrection. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happened with those. If, if they say that it was an insurrection and that Colorado was right, then all of those states might as well just say, well, just move his ass off the ballot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't... It, it, it's just going to set off a firestorm. There's no way he's going to be president in 2024 if that happens. Because even if, just say, for instance, if Frumpy Dunn was to go to trial in, in Georgia on, let's say, March 2nd, he was to go ahead and go to trial, and then he was to be taken to jail. He can still run for president, you know what I'm saying, from behind bars. Nothing is going to stop him from running for president other than if he's removed, if he was declared not eligible to be on these a lot of these states, especially states like Colorado, which is swing states, Arizona, um, New Mexico, places like that. If he's declared not eligible, then that will be uh, what it will be. Then that will stop him from doing it. But him going to jail is not going to stop him from being on the ballot. There's nothing to stop him. If Joe Exotic can run for president from behind federal bars, then Frumpy Dump can definitely do it if he's in the Fulton County Jail or in uh, the prison. You know what I'm saying? He could definitely do that. And people will vote for him. You know they will. So um, those are the things that I wanted you guys to kind of understand what was happening, like the meat of that whole thing, determining that it was an insurrection and then also determining that the office of the president isn't, which in my opinion is complete hogwash. I don't understand how you can't figure that part out.
So uh, the seven-member Colorado Supreme Court divided four to three on the ruling, with the majority reversing the trial's uh, court finding as the scope of the Section 3 to conclude that it encompasses the office of president and one who has taken the oath as president. So uh, it after this, of course, frumpy to the motherfucking dump is pissed to the highest level of festivity. It's a conspiracy, I tell you. It's wrong. What was me? Da da da. All this kind of stuff. We have other people kind of going with those same sentiments. Um, I think I have a clip, and I want to make sure I have it before I tell. And I don't have it, but I'll tell you what President Biden said. President Biden was asked about. Um, President Biden was asked about Trump and uh, the Colorado ruling. And he basically said that it was uh, it's self-evident that he did, you know, uh, engage in an insurrection, but he's just going to let the court uh, decide. That was basically what he said. I hate that I don't have it for you guys because I wanted you to hear it. It was just about 10, 15 seconds. It wasn't very long. Um, also, we have this person here. Uh, let me pull him up for you guys because I got a nice little nifty picture for you. Vivek Warmsawami, who is, <laughs> look at him, y'all. <laughs> don't he look, <laughs> don't he look like that dude from, <laughs> God, what's that movie about with that big plant, <laughs> with the big eatable plant, what, 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 the plant that eat all the stuff, uh, eat the people, what's that daggone movie called, y'all, come on, give it to me in the comments, with the plant that eat all, <laughs> what's the name, I know y'all know what it is. I can't think of it. But the what it's one of my favorite movies. It's got Gina in it from Martin, uh, uh, Tisha Campbell in it, and uh Pam it. Little Shop of Horrors. Thank you, Miss Kelly. Little Shop of Horrors. He looks like the dentist on there, honey, right here. So he says that he will withdraw his name from the ballot if Frumpy Dump from the Colorado primary if Frumpy Dump isn't on it. Go ahead and listen to his rant. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed-out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we, the people, select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw. I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Tr Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. 
This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron. <laughs> well, y'all know Ron DeSantis has responded <laughs> to Vivek Warsaw's demand. Y'all take a listen. 2024 presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy saying he will remove himself from the Colorado ballot unless Trump's eligibility is restored. Would you do the same? No, I think that's just playing into the left. Um, I think the case will get overturned by the Supreme Court, but I've qualified for all the ballots. I'm competing in all the states and I'm going to accumulate the delegates necessary. That's the whole name of the game. Baby, run this Santa said. Man, sit your ass down. Vivek, <laughs> sit your ass down. Don't nobody want to hear that. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So uh, that's what Vivek, Vivek Rams and Warmy had to say, honey. He said that he would take his name out the ballot. Run DeSantis said, hell no, I'm not doing that. Now, the Colorado Republican Party has came out. Uh, with this tweet in response to uh, Vivek Ramaswamy saying that he will move, remove himself from the ballot. He said, uh, they said, you won't have to because we will withdraw from the primary as a party and convert to a, a pure caucus system if this is allowed to stand. Basically saying, baby, they will remove themselves completely. The Republican Party will be gone from Colorado. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. A disgrace. Don't know what that would mean for Lauren Bobblehead. Mm -mm -mm. And also Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas, he said that, uh, well, he hinted that uh, he will remove Biden from the ballot if this is allowed to stand, if Trump and Dump is actually uh, disqualified from the primaries because of uh, in the state of Colorado. So, baby, the Republicans are rearing their ugly head, baby. Run that Santa said, hell no, I'm going to be on this ballot, honey. Trump to the motherfucking Dump don't need to be president anyway. He's got. He's got Chip Roy on his side now. And now that he's got Chip, Chip Roy, baby, he is walking a little bit taller. But his damn, his damn campaign is a dumpster fire. I declare, honey, what a disgrace. So, baby, that is what's going on. I am not, like I said, I'm 50-50 on it. I mean, we'll definitely see what comes out in the Washington Rancher. We know one thing's for certain and two things for sure. Clarence Thomas isn't going to recuse himself from it, so... We'll just have to wait and see what comes out in the Washington Rancher, honey. We won't have very long to wait because as soon as they file that uh file that that appeal, because Frumpy Dump Cracker Jack Box legal team wasn't prepared for this, so they haven't they didn't file it today. Today, as soon as they file that appeal, uh, I'm hoping that the Supreme Court says yay or nay within a couple of days. Don't leave us on a cliffhanger because they got into the fourth. Uh, the 5th of January to get something moving. So this is going to be very interesting. We'll have to wait and see. All right, players, grab your tea and have a seat. Let's get into the next story. All right, players. So there was another uh judge that made some waves today uh uh regarding another frumpy dump situation uh rep the judge has ordered representative scott perry to turn over his cell phone records to federal prosecutors <clears throat> excuse me y'all 
<clears throat> in that election subversion case. So the special counsel can now access more than 1,600 communications found on Representative Scott Perry's phone. Y'all know he's been trying to block that for quite some time. This development comes months after special counsel Jack Smith indicated that Frumpy Dump, uh, excuse me, indicted uh, Frumpy Dump for leading a conspiracy to obstruct the vote and file a, an often secretive court battle, battle over uh, Scott Perry's cell phone messages uh, could be accessible to... Um, Investigators, the court decision releases a bulk of Perry's messages to investigators after months of delays because of legal appeals around investigative access to congressional records, which provide special constitutional constitutional protections for members of Congress. Now, it's not clear how the court's decision might affect the special counsel's ongoing effort, including preparing for the upcoming criminal trial against Frumpy to the motherfucking dunce. Specifically, the judge's uh, decision will hand over to prosecutors several of the Pennsylvania Republicans' messages, including ones that capture his attempts to work with or influence members of the executive branch as Frumpy Dump sought to dig up support for this uh, disinformation about the election. So um, the judge, baby, allowed uh, Perry to still protect about 400 records relating directly to votes he would take, including certifying the 2020 election. But uh, the judge took a uh, direct issue with some um, text messages regarding PC Pence. Um, there were uh, 2,055 uh, Perry's uh, phone records uh, that were that were in challenge and he gave them access to 1900 of them. Like I said, he took, um, took uh, direct displeasure with the special counsel not having access to uh, messages regarding Pissy Pence. He said, those messages about Pence may bear a relationship to legislative proceedings, excuse me, proceedings insofar as they touch to the certification vote. They are neither integral nor essential to Paris' participation in those proceedings because they pertain only to the president, to Vice President Pence's role. So this is going to be very interesting, honey. Scott Perry had been fighting that for a long, long time, baby. But the judge came through and smacked that hand and say, uh-uh, baby, it's time for you to go ahead and give it on up. And I'm going to go ahead and keep it a stack, which I know Special Counsel Jack Smith is as happy as a fleet on a dog's ass to have one down. And we still got several to go. All right, players, y'all go ahead and grab your tea. Have a seat because we got to talk about this police that uh, St. Louis, Missouri police officer that crashed into a gay bar. Now, in my opinion, it looks like it was it was intentional, but you'll hear the excuse in a minute. So he uh, crashed into this gay bar and the the two owners of the bar who lived above the bar, they ended up getting arrested. Y'all make that make sense because it fucking doesn't. Y'all grab your tea. Have a seat. Get ready for the tea report. So this happened at a bar called Saint uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, called Bar PM. It happened at around twelve thirty 
a.m. St. Louis police officer crashed his patrol car into a gay bar on Monday early in the wee hours, 12.30 a.m. Um, Monday morning, and then they arrested one of the bar's owners after an alleged altercation. Um, so let me show you guys the uh, crash, because I actually have a 14-second video of it, and I know I put it in here because I made sure I did. So let's stroll on down, stroll on down. I'm sorry you can't hear it out there. I can't see it in podcasting world. Um, but I shared it on my Twitter. So let's take, oh, come on now. Here it is. Let's take a look at it. So as you can see, he crashed right in. So as you can see, he crashed right into that gay bar. I actually had to turn his vehicle. Now, according to the police report, he said that he was trying to avoid a car that was on the side of the street. Now, um, if you guys are watching, please rewind this a little bit. If you're watching the playback and look at that video again, honey, he was far away from that car on the side of the road. Either you, either you were texting or you did that intentional, but. I'm going to say allegedly did that intentionally, but I digress, honey. So according to the owner, they were in bed sleeping. Uh, one of the owners was in bed sleeping and the other was down closing for the day. He said he came down the stairs uh, because they live above the, um, the, the, they live above the, the bar or whatnot. So he said one of them was down there. Um, it was Mr. One of the one of the the guys was down there get close enough for the day when he heard a boom and saw that the a car had crashed into the building. So he started yelling and stuff like that. And the police officer um, got upset and started asking him. Um, it was like an altercation between the two, basically what they said, like he was yelling at him. They were yelling at each other. And then he said that the officer reached out for him and tried to hit him or whatever. And he stopped the officer. And then next thing you know, he was arrested. The other one, which was his husband, came down the stairs and saw what was going on and was like, hey, what's going on? And they started asking him for his ID. Next thing you know, they're trying, they're about to handcuff him. Child, it was really damn ridiculous and a hot boo-boo shitty mess. So they ended up arresting uh, one of the guys and uh and and taking him into custody and charging him with several things y'all take a listen to what he had to say after as take a listen to what they had to say after they were released from prison and from the jail um as you guys can see we're pleased to report the chat's out um he's very emotional he's gonna just make one quick statement as you can see close your eyes uh, they beat him pretty terribly he's got bruises all across his body this is for the offense of asking why they have up his husband just want to say that i'm really glad to be out and it's been an emotional time but um Happy for the support and to be out and to come better on my husband's birthday. So I want to just go home. Thank you. He's going to go. I'll stick around to answer any.
So they arrested the arrested him for uh, assaulting an officer and resisting arrest after the officer drove into their 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 business, their place of business. Now, a nonprofit has stepped up to help them rebuild the business, um, put the windows back up and fix the front of it. But this guy is still facing some very serious charges, again, assaulting a police officer and resisting arrest. The police are, uh, again, they said that the officer uh, was, uh, said that the officer was trying to turn to try to miss a vehicle that was on the side of the road. Again, when I'm looking at that video, I see a car that's parked on the side of the road. The officer was way away from that car. Either he was texting, falling asleep. Something wasn't right with that situation. I feel like uh, when he, he, I don't know. It just don't, it, it, it stinks to me. Also, the guy said that uh, they have video from inside of the uh of, of the business but they're going to save that for evidence they are not putting that out to the to the public and they said that the officer said a homophobic slur to the uh to the owner that they ended up arresting uh arresting i declare honey what a disgrace all right players y'all grab your tea and have a seat because we're moving on to new york and their ban on solitary confinement grab your tea have a seat let's get into it All right, players. So I don't know all of you who can see out there, if y'all know who this is, this is Khalif Browder. He was 15 years old when he was placed in Rikers Island. He stayed there for four years without trial for stealing a backpack. He ended up, well, a, allegedly taking a backpack. Uh, he never even went to court on the charges. The courts kept it kept on getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed push back. And um, finally, those charges were dismissed and he was released from um, prison. They actually wanted him to admit that he that he took the backpack and he would not do it to get out of the jail. But during the time that he was in jail, I believe it was four years, he spent basically three and a half of those years in solitary confinement. So New York City lawmakers have done something and banned solitary confinement in their city jails. The measures... Um, the measure faces opposition from Mayor Eric Adams, but supporters say that the supermajority of the city council members can override any potential veto. Um, let me go back to Khalif. Uh, and, and I like to, when I say his name, I like to call him Khalif um, because that's what his mother called him um, in that documentary. And my son's name was almost Khalif. I wanted to name my son Khalif, but I didn't get a chance to do that because my husband wanted a junior. So, um, of course, here at the Black Hurt News, I'm sending my condolences out to his family. And uh, and I just hate what happened to Khalif. Um, it's always so sad to even think about what happened to him and how um, it was just a, just a miscarriage of justice all the way around. So. Um, New York City lawmakers on Wednesday approved a bill to largely ban the uh, the practice of solitary confinement in its city jails, a majority victory for prisoner advocates that come in wake of increased scrutiny on inmate deaths. The city council's decision was succeeded on the 39 to 7 vote. It faces opposition from Mayor Eric Adams, who told reporters this week that while he doesn't believe in solitary confinement, he also doesn't like the bill in its current form. But even if Eric Adams was to uh, veto it, 
the New York City 51 seat legislative body um, who signed on as co-sponsors can veto or override any veto that uh, he may put down. So uh, with this uh, with this with, with this ban on solitary confinement and this New York City's legislation prohibits inmates from being held in isolation in an isolation cell for more than two hours during the day in a 24 hour period or for more than eight hours at night to sleep. Inmates could be held for longer in order to, be, to de-escalate conflict or if they pose an immediate danger to another person, but they can't exceed four hours in a 24-hour period. Staff and mental health professionals must always must also interact with the inmate at least once an hour with medical checks every 15 minutes. So again, um, in the most high-profile case that I've heard about solitary confinement was about Khalif Browder. Um, New York City had to pay $3.3 million to Khalif's family. Um, he was jailed in Rockers Island for three years on charges of stealing a backpack in 2010. He was 15 years old at the time. He was placed in solitary confinement for two and a half of those years. After the charges were thrown out, he later took his own life in 2015, due in part to the violence and psychological damage suffered at Rikers. So um, prison advocates have stated that uh, this will definitely keep down on settlements and also work on the mental health of some of these um, inmates that are in, uh, in, in these jails. So I, you know, I think there, there are several things that they need to work on, not only on solitary confinement, because you know, we need to have some punishment for people who, you know, act out. However, you know, they need to work on their bail system. They need to work on their uh, speedy trial system due process. Um, there's a lot of things that New York can work on because there shouldn't be somebody sitting in jail for three years wait, waiting to go to trial. There shouldn't be somebody waiting for seven years for a conviction or waiting for their case to be heard. There shouldn't be a situation like that. So there could there there's a lot of things that they could work on, uh, but definitely uh, getting some things implemented regarding solitary confinement can definitely help. And um, and 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 I'm 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 happy to see it. Do I think that uh, it is going to solve all the problems? No, but they're definitely going to have to think of some very creative ways um, to keep people safe and 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 do some things about uh, the way they're running those prisons. All right, players, go ahead and grab your tea and have a seat. Rest in peace, Khalif. And uh, we're going to move on to a Detroit police officer that has been charged with manslaughter for killing a man with one punch. Y'all grab your tea and have a seat. Let's get into it. All right, players. So a police officer in Detroit, Michigan, his name is Jawan Marquise Alexander Brown was charged with manslaughter today for killing a 71-year-old man. His name was Daryl Vance. He punched a man in the face during a disturbance call at a bowling alley, and he died 20 days later. So um, this police officer, again, his name is Jawan uh, Marquise Alexander Brown. Um, he's been charged with manslaughter. He's 29 years old. Um, this is a felony that carries a 15-year sentence in connection with the death of Daryl Vance. Again, he was 71 years old of Detroit. 
it stems from an incident that uh, happened back on September 1st. <clears throat> Jawan Brown was dispatched to the Garden Bowl, a popular bowling alley in Midtown Detroit, after an employee, after an employee called for help. After a verbal confrontation between Brown and Vance, the officer allegedly punched the 71-year-old man in the face, causing him to fall and hit his head on the pavement. Um, Vance was rushed to the to the Metro Detroit hospital for treatment, but died 20 days later. So, um, they, they did charge him. Um, according to the prosecutor, the evidence in the case shows that the officer allegedly was the aggressor. Um, she said that Brown's actions went criminally beyond what was necessary in this situation and cannot be tolerated from law enforcement. Um, the, uh, the unnamed employee uh, did say that the uh, that Mr. Vance was behaving disorderly and couldn't um, and could possibly be armed. So um, Brown was called out to the scene and he punched that man. And according to the prosecutor, he was the aggressor in the situation and it was uh, beyond the pale. So they have fired Jawan from the police off, uh, police uh, from the police department. Um, he's being held on a $100,000 bond. He may have since bonded out, bonded out since then. That was uh, earlier today. But he's being held on a $100,000 bond, and he was fired from the police department after they reviewed. No, he was suspended from the force after authorities reviewed the body camera footage of the fight, and he has since been terminated. All right, players. So maybe he punched that man the man passed away and they charged him what y'all think of that put your thoughts in the comments let me know what you're thinking all right players grab your tea have a seat because we have another story that i want to talk about uh coming out of eastern north carolina let's get into this grab your tea have a seat let's get into it grab that tea real quick All right, players. So have y'all heard of Smithfield Foods? I'm pretty sure you have. That's one of the leading uh, providers of pork in this country, uh, in, in, in the United States of America, Smithfield Foods. Well, baby, there's a new documentary that is going to be coming out called The Spell Smell of Money, and it exposes uh, the grievances, uh, the grievous environmental injustices occurring in eastern North Carolina. In fact, a couple of years ago, the county was awarded $475 million because of Smithfield's Foods and their disposal of the, uh, the pigs, feces and urine and stuff contaminating the water system. Y'all watch this video and I'm going to see y'all on the other side and give you the details of what in the haberdashers and hemoglobin is going on with this entire situation. I declare, honey, it's a disgrace. When I was a kid, the only thing I wanted to do was to be on the water. The fish were healthy, um, the water was clean, and things began to change. The fish started dying. My son's body was filled with sores. Mine was, was covered with sores. I'm looking for pollution along the shores. And I said, this is stupid. 
That's not where it's coming from. That had a cause that was beyond the shores of the river. So I got in an airplane and I'm looking down there and there's these huge pink, where they're now cesspools, but I didn't know what they were. And then these buildings that were there, but you couldn't see anything. They didn't even look like barns. So when I landed, I called a friend of mine in, in the Department of Environmental Management and I said, I just came out of here. What, what is all this stuff? He said, that's all hog feces and urine. And then as I remember his words, he says, Rick, it's basically dumping. So this <clears throat> affects Eastern North Carolinans and um, uh, families who have lived in the area for generations have had to endure everything that comes from the industrial hog operation of the of that size the flies buzzers and endless sounds of pigs squealing also because the hog waste is flushed into open lagoons and sprayed onto uh, feed crops as fertilizers residents are in inundated with minute particles of feces excuse me minute particles of feces and marred their homes cars mailboxes and laundry um there is a legacy of oppression that shows up now in the form of these concentrated animal feeding operation factory farms and the geographical pattern of where they are located. If you look at the map of the historical slave plantations in North Carolina and overlay that with the with those uh, concentrated animal feeding operations, you will see that there's quite a clear uh, correlation. So according to them, this has been going on for years. And after, uh, like I said, in 2018, excuse me, 2020, Smithfields had to settle with North Carolina, uh, Eastern North Carolina over the farms. They actually lost an appeal. It was a $475 million lawsuit. They announced Thursday that they had reached a settlement with the plaintiffs who had sued the company over the stench flies, buzzards, and tra uh, truck traffic coming into the industrial swine farms in North Carolina. The announcement comes immediately after Fourth U.S. Circuit of Appeals in Richmond, Virginia, rejected the call for the wor world's largest pork pr producer for a retrial in the Laura case. During uh, juries in 2018 and 2019 had awarded Hall Farms neighbors almost. $550 million. The U.S. District Court in Raleigh knocked down the award to about $98 million. So they ended up settling it. More than 500 Carolinas, more than 500 Carolinans, uh, most of them black, filed over two dozen lawsuits in 2014 against Missville. Um, <clears throat> some live near the farms that, con uh, that, con that contract with Smithfield. And they had the smell of hog waste stored in open pits and they were unable to hang laundry, cook outdoors or entertain any visitors. So after they reached this settlement, honey, you would think that Smithsville would have tried to do something about it, but they didn't. They actually uh, lobbied with local officials to change some of the laws and stuff uh, uh, and with the environmentalists to be able to continue to dump their um, waste the way that they have done it. So these people are still living in these conditions with the smell of this pink feces written water. And I mean, it's just absolute urine and buzzards and it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like living next to a chicken plant. Child, when I saw that, I said, 
that I would have to come here and tell you guys about it. And then also that documentary is coming out soon. It's called The Smell of Money. It's, and it's being, uh, excuse me, it was already released on platforms last week. So you guys should go and check it out and see exactly what goes on when these big companies have um, the resources and money to do stuff, to change laws, to be able to pollute the entire world. It is ridiculous. Doesn't it sound like uh, uh, Aaron Brockovich? that water stuff. All right. All right, players. I really hope y'all enjoyed this brand new episode of the real T with double D It's getting late. We're not going to do no play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I'm just going to make y'all a video on it. I hope y'all don't mind. I hope y'all enjoy this episode of the real T with double D as much as I enjoyed making it. This has been a really good episode. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all for riding and flying with me. I will not see you before Christmas. So I got to say, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, and all those kind of things. I hope that y'all have the best Christmas possible. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a happy day. I love each and every one of y'all, man. Y'all have been flying with me, riding with me, loving me, and hating me, and, and, and being here with me, and I really appreciate y'all, and I just hope y'all have a merry, merry Christmas, and I'm going to see y'all again before the new year, so I'm not going to say that yet, so I want y'all to have a merry Christmas. And I really appreciate y'all. Y'all make my life worth living. Part of y'all, part of the reason why my life is worth living. Of course, my husband and my children are the biggest reason. And then there comes you guys. Because I love hanging out with y'all and spilling the tea. All right, players. I hope y'all have a Merry Christmas. Thank y'all for joining me. And I will see y'all next Wednesday. Because it's not a holiday. So we're going to be right in here spilling tea. Make sure y'all follow me on all social media platforms so you can stay up to date with the day-to-day -day tea. And y'all have an absolutely beautiful night. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Real Tea with Double D. Join us next week for the next episode of the most accurate news on the net. Be sure to follow on all social media platforms to stay up to date with all your day-to-day -day tea. Welcome to the real tea with Double D. And we out. Welcome to the real tea with Double D. Welcome to the real tea with Double D.